Everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, that was City Mouse with Olympic. Yes, check them out at uh, citymousepunk.com or on Facebook at City Mouse Punk for merchandise details, tour dates, album, and more. So definitely go check them out. Oh, yeah. Hey, they're, they're, their songs are short and sweet. I like them. It's good old fashioned punk rock. Yeah, like it's not it's not something that's like four minutes long. And you're like, all right, let's get to the end. Right, like two songs rolled into one. Hey, real quick before we get the show started, uh, Brad Bell's already commented said, "Can you guys get a Slayer to sponsor a track here?" Yes, I can actually tell you. Give me just one second here. Slayer and. We'll have both Slayer and Anthrax on September 4th. There you go, Brad. Be ready to rock. June's actually a, June is a great month. We got just band after awesome band coming up. It's going to be awesome. Well, we like rocking out here on Davenport's on sports. That's right. Speaking of rocking out, LeBron James is rocking out in the finals for the eighth straight year. Yeah, here's the thing. <clears throat> the whole Jordan comparison thing, it, it's got to be. I mean, the, the dude's so dominant, especially in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I I hate the comparison thing because there's been so many that any good player that's come after Jordan's always like, man, is he as good as Jordan? But I think he's... I think Michael Jordan was the first Michael Jordan, and I think LeBron James is the first LeBron James, and I think he, I think he stands alone just like everybody else. Like Larry Bird stands alone, and Kobe and Magic and all of them, I think, have their own. They'll never be in another Isaiah Thomas, you know, not the, the Detroit Piston Isaiah Thomas. 
Yeah, I, I'm just looking here. You know, he's a 14 times all-star, which obviously makes sense. Right? Sure. I mean, That's three... like a popularity vote nowadays. Sure. Now, he's a three times finals MVP. Which is right. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the the dude performs well in the finals. Uh, he gets there. That's for sure. He's only gotten three rings, so I mean, I say only, but sure. You know, he's been in the finals eight years in a row, and I think he's been one other year in like two thousand seven, maybe, and then. So I mean that's nine times. So he's only winning a third of his, a third of his NBA Finals appearances. Okay, let me rephrase this then. He's good at getting to the finals. Absolutely, absolutely. But for the Cavs organization, he's pretty much all they ever had. Yeah, potentially all they will ever have now. The only other time they even won a division was uh in 1976 that's the only time the cleveland cavaliers ever won their division every other conference title division titles come with lebron james on the team really man so he was the savior for that franchise absolutely let's just hope you don't you don't screw him over again which is he screwing him over i mean he's brought him the success you know it's what it is. Hey, actually looking, like watching the games, I think both of these teams are getting really fatigued. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you're just coming out of a seven-game series on each each side. It was just, it's just, um, I don't know, just what, just seems like watching both teams the fatigue setting in and now you know Andre Iguodala is going to be out at least game one for the Warriors and he's going to be reevaluated for game two and then you got Kevin Love who seems to be getting a little more knocked up knocked up okay there's Seth Rogen hey uh so go, going into this you know Iguodala is down not going to be in game one what are you putting the Cavs at? I mean, I, I'm hearing like Vegas is saying they're, uh, what is it? The Warriors are a minus 1,000, which means for you to get $100 in return, you have to bet 1,000. It's, it's almost got to be a put. It's got to be a push at this point for me, but I mean, Game one's going to be in Golden State, so I mean, I got to lean towards them, right? Well, for I I don't know if that was the game for game one or the series. I'll have to look, but I'm I'm thinking it's just game one. So Vegas is picking Golden State. Oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the clear. I would I would say so. You got to pick. You got. I think you got to pick. Go with go with the home team for game one. Sure. Yeah, especially the Warriors. Yeah, I think it's all going to – a few years ago, it was just the opposite. We were talking about Steph Curry 
and how well he's got to play. I think I think the the series is going to rest on Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant as far as the Warriors go. I think I don't think Curry's healthy, and I just everybody just looks so exhausted. These teams, it's crazy. Well, again, I mean, you're coming off of a seven game series with Houston. You're coming off a seven game series with the Celtics. Celtics was a tough one. Yeah, the the Celtics the Celtics showed that they needed a they needed Kyrie Irving out there. Obviously, with Kyrie Irving, you would that series might not have even gone seven games. They might have got them done. They might have got the Cavs out of there in five. <laughs> yeah, it next year will be very interesting in the East, especially what with what happens with LeBron if he stays or goes. Because if he stays. Celtics are going to be the top contenders going in, even with, the, you know what I mean, the Cavs having that ring if they win it. Absolutely. I totally agree. I um, I don't know. If LeBron goes west, obviously the Celtics got to be the number one contender. Now, they were talking about, uh, I guess Eric Gordon's going to be a free agent. This coming year, there's a lot of push for him maybe to come to Indianapolis, play with Oladipo and stuff like that, because the Pacers need a need a shooter. If they were to get someone like that to come and play with these guys, I mean that that has to move up their stock a little bit. Yeah, I like Eric Gordon. I I not off the top of my head, but he's actually undersized for a two guard. I think Eric Gordon's only six two. Um, he went to IU. Um, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like it. I wish – I think the Pacers need a big guy. But I would – I mean, obviously, if you could add anybody like Eric Gordon, i take him for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see this offseason because the Pacers need something, especially even if LeBron heads west, he's still got the Celtics. The Celtics aren't going anywhere. Right. I'm trying to see. I think – Man, that would make like our one and two guards really small. Like I know Darren Collison's not Darren Coll. Okay, Darren Collison is six foot, which is okay for a point guard. That's not crazy. Okay, I was wrong. Eric Gordon is six four. Oh, okay, Mister Basketball Guru. Well, I could have swore when he was in college he was six two. Sure. Uh, it's the tennis shoes. They were extra padding. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're kind of the basketball guy, so I'm gonna ask a legitimate question here. Can you? I mean, how successful can a small guard team be? Oh, in this day and age, great! It's perfect. I mean, look at the Warriors. Sure. And even like the Celtics, they played some small ball. But yeah, I think it's, I think that's the way of the league as of right now. It's small ball is the way to go. So what what are you giving the series? Golden State or Cavs, and how many? Oh man, I, I I think both teams are pretty thin on the bench, but if I had to give it to anybody, I think the fatigue is going to hit the Cavs worse. So I probably have to go right now. Warriors and seven. I think it's going seven. I just 
I think the fatigue is finally going to set in and the frustration from everything all year, all the rumors about LeBron, I think it's finally going to take its toll on the Cavs. And then with Clay Thompson and Durant, two fucking young bucks. So who you got? God, the way LeBron's playing, you got to go Cavs. But but look, you got to go Warriors. But what, with how LeBron is playing, there's just – he's on a mission. So, I mean, obviously he stays if he wins, right? Yeah, but I, I guess for him he's got to look at longevity maybe. I, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm not arguing that at all. But it's kind of in the back of my head. He's like, could any of these team, any of this, any of these players on the Cavs team really make a starter spot on any other team? I mean, Love maybe. I think so. I think I don't. I don't think that's the question. I think they've got solid players. So if he now, I know you have a love uh, relationship with James Harden. If he had a chance to say go to Houston and play with with Chris Paul and Harden, do you think he would take it? I th- I think Chris Paul's washed up. I don't think he can stay healthy. His he's hit a point in his career, and I just we seen James Harden left a good situation in Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He could have stayed there, and there we probably would have been. They would have been the Warriors if if they would have stayed. But sure, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't join the Rock. Chris Paul's not enough for me to want to go to Houston. He's Chris Paul's got to be looking to retirement almost. His injuries are taking a toll on him, and he's not the player he once was. I think Cleveland. I mean, honestly, I don't think they're they're horrible. Their roster. Especially if the people talk about him going to LA or something. I mean, obviously that's a downgrade for sure. Oh, without a doubt. So that's why I've never really understood it. I mean, of course we'd all want to be in LA, but as of right now, in this point in his career, you think he'd want to he's gotta go somewhere where he's got a really good player with him. Sure. And I don't think love is the guy anymore. Hey, Brad's kind of going crazy on our comment section. He says, if LeBron scores 40 and I every game, the Cavs can win the series. That won't happen. He's saying Warriors are going to cruise in five. I'm going to send you a message, Brad. Call in the show. I want you and Brandon to talk about this for a few. I've already said my piece. <laughs> I know. I know. Convince me. So, I mean, that's everybody's got an opinion. I just... I don't see why couldn't LeBron score forty a night. Oh, yeah, he could. Without He's a definitely going to be high scoring games, but like I said, fatigue is just going to. I think fatigue is just going to wear on these guys. Well, but, yeah. but the Warriors are thin. For the Warriors' last championship teams, this has definitely got the. They were way de- way deeper in the prior years. Oh, oh, there he is. Let's see if he can convince you. You're right. Hey, what's up, Brad? You're on. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good on, buddy. Good. Last year, every time LeBron came out of the finals, in a minute, the Warriors would rattle off like a 
you know, six six point run, eight point run. Um, and that was with Kyrie. So I just I don't see any way the Cavs can win this without LeBron just playing out of his mind. Right. I agree. Yeah, yeah no, I, <clears throat> I I just wanted to call in Brad, kinda of say your piece. Uh yeah. But the thing is, LeBron he yeah, he could, but what are the odds? I mean Yeah. Can he light him up every night like that? I don't think so. I mean, his off nights are like 28 points, but um, he just doesn't have the help, I don't believe, this year. So yeah. um, I don't think it's possible. If he wins the series, if he has to win the series, it would probably be the biggest upset in NBA Finals history. Sure. If, if, if they win, does LeBron stay in Cleveland if the Cavs win the Finals? I could see that happening. <laughs> I think he's. I kind of think he's gone, though. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna head elsewhere. But um, oh, side note, I think LeBron, his teams have only been a favorite in the finals twice, maybe three times. Really? So they would have been they would have been a favorite against Dallas and OKC, and. Maybe against one of those Spurs teams, but I'm not sure about that. But according to Vegas, um, yeah, he's probably only been a favorite like three times out of his nine trips. So, Mike, you know, so he's uh, had he gone like three and one in Miami in the finals. I think people think a little bit differently about his finals resume, but uh, that didn't happen because they lost to the Mavericks. Yeah, I, I forgot. They were, like, pretty much guaranteed to win against the Mavericks. And that backfired big time on him. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thanks, thanks, Brad, for calling in. Like I said, wanted to uh, kind of yes. hear your hear what you had to say, man. Yep. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks buddy. Mm-hmm. LeBron's going to go play with the Ball family. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Without a doubt, he's going to go there. That or I could see him maybe going to Charlotte. Bad Charlotte. Dude, the 2011 finals where Dallas beat the Heat, Dallas won in six games, man. Yeah. Like, it was a huge shocker. And and that was not LeBron and Dwayne Wade. And Chris Bosch's fault. That was Eric Spolster, man. The whip came down on that guy big time. Oh God, yeah. That was like, man, we've we if we only had a coach. <laughs> yeah, but they were. I mean, when when he went to you know South Beach to take his talents there, you know, they were pretty much already everybody, ESPN, everybody. Yeah, we're giving him the he's got the title in his hand. Go on and give it to him. Not one. Not two. <laughs> not three, yeah. Not four. Oh, he got how many did they get out of there? Like three? I think two. I want to say two. Yeah, because he's a three time champ. He got two in Miami and one in Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> I which is crazy to think, really. That's that's insane. Could you imagine any other athlete getting to the championship nine times and only winning three? I mean, I guess Jerry West back in the day with the Lakers, but man, he ran into the Celtics every year. Sure. Well, look at Brady. I mean, he he goes almost every year. How many times? He, he's won, what, five 
Super Bowls. Oh man, five, and he's been there like eight times or something like that. I, I'm looking right now. He has. Let's see. He has five. Right. I think oh. he's been there like eight or nine times. He got. He's been beaten. He's been beat twice by the Giants, once by the Eagles, and I. I might be missing one. I'm looking. I'm looking. Stand by. Uh, that, that sounds about right, though. Over his career, Brady's won three, five Super Fours. I don't. It don't really get. It don't really give anything. I, I like want to go, say like Zane. if you go to Wikipedia, I don't tell how many times like like the Patriots have won the conference. Wikipedia will tell you anything. It'll give you something here. I hey, um, I went to Wikipedia the other day, put in Downport Sports Network. You know what it came up? What's that? The Sports World version of Alex Jones. <laughs> Okay, two since they've been eight times, so he's five. Yeah, that's where I was right. He's won five. He's been there eight times because the two losses to Eli, and then uh, the Eagles. Okay, apples to oranges here. All right, who's the better athlete, Tom Brady or LeBron, per their Super Bowl? Well, I mean, obviously, if I say athlete, I'd probably have to go LeBron James. I mean, obviously, I don't think – here's the deal. I think LeBron James could go out and play wide receiver or quarterback or tight end or running back. And But Tom Brady, could Tom Brady go and play small forward or shooting guard in the NBA? Probably not. Okay, let me twist this around. What's harder to get to, the Super Bowl or an NBA Finals? Uh, I wouldn't have any idea. I would, I would think, I would obviously think the NBA Finals. You got eighty-two game season, seven game series, and in football you got play. You play sixteen games in seventeen weeks, and if you're the best team, you might only play what three games to get to the to be in the Super Bowl. Two games in Super Bowl. I, I, no, I, it was just a, it was a question. Okay, well, you got to win more consistently, obviously. Sure. Well, what's it take to get to the Super Bowl? Counting regular season wins and playoff wins, how many times would you have to win? Maybe 13, 14 games, maybe? Maybe 15? Yeah. In the, in, in the NBA, you're looking at probably the champion this year might win, might win close to 80 games. So, yeah, I would say just like, I mean, baseball, obviously you have to win more consistently. Sure. So, I, I mean, that's just by the numbers, I would think it would be harder. You were looking up something, weren't you? No. Okay. I thought you were. I thought you were. All right. Well, let's, let's switch some gears here. All right. Speaking right. of switching gears. Indianapolis 500 just happened over last weekend. Dude, was it hot? Was it hot there while it was yeah. going on? Yeah, it was. It was. It's always so hot. It, 
yeah it, i i've went one year where it was somewhat cold it was and i don't want to use the word cold because it's far from cold but it was a colder and it's just miserable if you sit in the stands you're baking right next to people if you sit in the field you're sitting there baking next to people it's it's miserable. You gotta stay hydrated with Paps or Miller Lite or something along those lines. Yeah, definitely booze. Yeah, I it, it just flows there. I honestly, I actually didn't watch the race. This is the first time in a really long time. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't get back early enough to watch it, but. uh I here's the thing like NASCAR has their Daytona you know and then everybody follows you know throughout the year it's almost like the Indianapolis 500 is its own thing like it it, it could just be one race a year and be fine yeah I seen like an advertisement today for the next race and it's like well obviously I'm not going to watch that yeah it it just there's so much history here in Indianapolis, over in Speedway, that it draw it draws the attention from everybody. So, who won the race? Uh, I'm gonna have to look here. I think by guy by, uh, I think Will Power. He uh, he won the race. Yeah, like perseverance, toughness, no. persistence. No, 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 the guy's name's like Will Power. It took Will Power for sure. No, no, it no. The guy's name was Will Power. It was not a metaphor, like, right? Like Mister Mister Backbone, Mister Mister Persistence, decide Mister Grit. The, yeah, he won. Will Power, Will Power won the race. The man, the the man. His name was Will Power. William gotcha. Power, not no metaphor. Austin's brother. Yes. Austin. <laughs> I felt I feel really bad I didn't watch the race. Yeah. The thing is, here's why I hate. It starts at 12 something. And they don't show it here locally till like 3:30, till way after the race. Yeah, we would always have to listen to it on the radio if we weren't there. But here here here's the crazy part. You can turn it tune into uh Illinois channel right across the border and they have it live can you still not buy beer in indiana on sunday you can buy beer now on sunday because i remember we used to have to drive to illinois just to buy beer yeah you can buy it but it's only from like noon to like eight that's crazy yeah so they were like hey you could drink but not all day (laughs) <laughs> you better get it while the getting's good. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I'll take it because usually I'm not up till about noon anyways on a Sunday. <laughs> hey, some quick basketball notes. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but Carson Edwards is going to return to Purdue. I was going to bring it up, but go ahead. And then um, Charles Matthews is going to return return to Michigan too. So that's two pretty big players. So. It that's, just, that's good. None of us thought he was going to go, but it still. It, it, it's one of them things where it's like, you know, 
the 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 field's so I mean it's a strong draft this year. Come back to Purdue, come back to Michigan, dominate this year, be the key factor, and then your 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 stock will move up. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt Carson Edwards is going to be this the standout basketball player for Purdue. He damn near was this year, really. Yeah, I mean, come back, get that, get one more year, and what's it going to hurt? Nothing, unless he bombs this year, of course. Just, just don't get any herpes or anything. Right, stay, get the hardwood wipes. I was trying to see. Brad Bell said that Wilt Chamberlain probably lost a ton to Russell. And I don't think he did. I can I know right off the hand right off the bat he lost at least two to Russell to Bill Russell because he lost one with the Lakers in one of Russell's last season. I know he won one with the with the 76ers, but I'm not sure. I think I think most of the time Bill Russell's victim was probably Jerry West or Elgin Baylor. I probably have to lean towards West. But I can't find a definitive, definitive answer. I tell you what, let's open up the phone lines. Let's get some calls in. Because believe it or not, Wilt Chamberlain only won two titles. That's crazy to think, isn't it? Yeah, it was just such a tough. Oh, I was just dominant. Russell won eleven. He played fourteen seasons, I think, or thirteen, and that's. All of those, all Chamberlain. I think Jerry West only won one. That's just, it's absurd to think. Yeah, so, because now you got to go back and think, well, you know, like Kobe and They've won more titles than these guys. Yeah, some of them combined. Yeah, Jerry West only won the 1972 title with LA when they were the, what did they finish, like 69 and 13 or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, if, to somebody who doesn't know basketball and you would say, Wilt Chamberlain, how many championships does he have? He's going to say you know, four five, you know, I, but two, it's just Russell. Russell always had the better teams, man. I I, always, I figured Wilt had at least four. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But like I said, Chamberlain, he had Koozie fucking Tom Heinsohn fucking uh, Havlicek, I mean, he this guy Sam Jones. He he had just had better teams than Wilt did, I think. Overall, it just I, I, it's crazy for to to think, dude. I think if anybody is following the page, hopefully you are. Um, we're having some of our polls are doing pretty well. Yes, the demolition and Legion of Doom one is doing pretty pretty hot yeah i was surprised you know like you never know when you post something what what it's gonna do and there it was yeah and what's weird is when i was growing up i was a big road warriors fan legion of doom fan and um it seemed like everybody back then thought demolition was better because i think they were demolition had the better wwe career but the road warriors i think had the better through NWA and in Chicago and everything, I think they had the better career overall. But who was your favorite? Favorite tag team? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Oh man, that's 
what you like growing up? I, you know, I always went Legion of Doom. Uh, you know, I, I like newer age, like as I got older, I love the New Age Outlaws. They're 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 pretty underrated, actually. I think. Oh, I I agree. I I, I always like Road Dog Jesse James, <laughs> Mister Ass, dude. But I mean. you're gonna go old school you, you gotta look at like you know the bushwhackers even i they were um let me think how to put this they were very entertaining but they i don't know man <laughs> i don't know from from a kid's perspective you know what i mean there that that that's where it came to the entertainment as i got older you know what i mean you you, you judge the wrestling at least i felt Right. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Edge and Christian were underrated. The Hardys, Heart Foundation. I always, I, I always felt the Hardys were very underrated. I, I felt Jeff Hardy was. I think Jeff Hardy was the better of the two. I, I think so. I think you're right. And he's the one that kind of squandered his career the most, it seemed like. Did you ever see that TNA match with him and Sting? Yes, it is. I I didn't watch it live, but I've since watched it on YouTube. It's bad. It's, it's really embarrassing, dude. If you got, if you want to see a really bad one, Scott Hall was supposed to show up. It was like an independent show. It's it's actually tough to watch. He's like really fucked up. He can barely stand. Really? Yeah, I watched the Razor Ramon documentary. Or whatever. I don't know if it's a documentary. It was on WWE Network, just like his story. And it was it was pretty sad. Did you like the British Bulldogs? Eh. I mean... Were they before your time a little bit? No, I remember them. I remember them. I mean, because... I remember, you know, Hogan was still in uh, the WWE, I believe, when I really started watching it. And then, you know, it kind of faded away. Then when like Shawn Michaels and the whole DX thing, it kind of brought me back in. I I liked uh, I liked um, the Dynamite Kid and and Davy Boy Smith, it, but like I don't I don't think they really got their their due. But like some of the greatest, like the Wild Simones and stuff, they were way before my time. Now Blackjacks, the Von Erics. I liked Carrie Von Erich, but. You know, I just knew him as Texas Tornado. I didn't really get to see a lot of the Von Erichs play or wrestle. You know what's crazy? You always think of wrestlers being like these hillbilly, hilljacks. You know what I mean? Your lower class. It's like uh, Glenn Jacobs came. He's running for office down in Tennessee. I think he won his primary. I read an article a few – it's been a few weeks, but it said – that he's pretty much all but got it like wrapped up. And I was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I guess he has like a, a economics degree and a degree in politics. I mean, it's just crazy to think. He's definitely going to be the ugliest mayor or whatever. <laughs> should, should they make him wear a mask? Right. Are they going to show... If I was like running against him, wouldn't you show like when like Triple H... 
bang the dead corpse and stuff. You would like, wouldn't you just use everything to slander him that he's ever done in the WWE? Yeah, but that, well, okay. G- give me some examples on how you slander Kane. I I, I got to hear this because I'm thinking of stuff that, or I'm not thinking of stuff that you are. Oh, I'm thinking that he got suspended for like six months for steroid use once he failed a drug test. So I would totally use that, that he's probably going to come and murder your family, Chris Benoit style. Um, and then I would just use it as like, you really want this guy? Would you want this man? And I'd show him like electrocuting Shane McMahon's balls or something. But didn't he like quote unquote rape Lita or something? Well, wasn't that him? There was something going on there, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what I mean. You could totally, you could totally use stuff. That's why you'll never see Vince McMahon running for political office. No, wait. Didn't Linda McMahon run and was something for a while somewhere? (laughs) No, she ran and lost for. She ran for uh, Senate in Connecticut, or might have been governor, and she lost. Then Trump got in. And he made her the head of small business. <laughs> That's great. Well, Joshy Ventura. Yeah. The body he got in. I, 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 I you just got to think that these guys that are running for office that have wrestled, that stuff's got to come out. I mean, there's got to be a sex scandal, right? You know, I don't know. And hey, Kevin Johnson, the old, uh, what is that, old? That's going to make me sound old. He used to play for the Suns back in the 90s. But he was, I think he was mayor of Sacramento, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, okay, here it is. He was the 55th mayor of Sacramento, California. Elected in 2008 and reelected in 2012, Kevin Johnson, KJ. So it's not out of the realm for these guys, I no. guess. Okay. Who? There, there's talks about Dwayne Johnson running for president come 2020. Who would you have as a former wrestler run for the mayor of your hometown? <laughs> oh, man. Well, if he's still alive, ravishing Rick Rude, but that can't be. Damn it. I would want him to come to the podium and be like, listen, all you fat, overweight, <laughs> Holland hoes. Like, that would be great. I don't, man, that would be tough. Probably Mick Foley. God damn it, yes. That's who I was going with. Could you imagine? He he would do like a, a, a fucking suplex off the bridge. <laughs> Dude, he's like doing... I don't want to say he's doing stand-up, but he does. He's been touring doing like stories, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I know a couple people that went and they said he was actually really funny. Really? But I've noticed a lot of the wrestlers are doing that now. Like, um, you know, we talked about a previous show where Raven kind of does comedy, but kind of tells stories. I know uh, Duggan does that. And I've seen where... It was Jake the Snake's birthday today. And um, I went on his website and he kind of like tours and does like, 
it's called like laughs and storytelling with Jake Roberts or something, you know, it's just like, I'm sure they got great stories. Oh God. Could you imagine, especially back, you know, in the mid eighties. Yeah. They wrestled at least 300 days a year. Could you imagine like not necessarily at a, at a show like, or whatever, but meeting Ric Flair at a bar and just talking to him about the shit he's seen and done. Yeah, it would be awesome. If it was like 25 years ago, Ric Flair, it would be amazing. Oh, yeah. You know who else would be amazing? Trish Stratus? <laughs> well, yeah. But I was thinking the hurricane. Oh, my God. Remember him? And you, well, I'm going Eugene then. <laughs> Leave it to Vince to take somebody like Gregory Helms who can wrestle and turn him into a superhero. <laughs> yeah, but he, he kind of got over a little bit, didn't he? I think so, right? For his gimmick, people just started liking him. Yeah, but they I, I, I think that it was more or less they started giving him more stupider and stupider shit, and he just couldn't. He couldn't do it. I Okay, since we're talking about wrestling... What is better? Like, if you take the best tag team, it's nowhere near as good as the best, like, faction, right? Well, like, go ahead. Like, like Legion of Doom, are they better than the Four Horsemen? No, no. Or like, NWO against Demolition. Well, you, you got you got to say NWO was kind of a groundbreaking deal. As well as, you know, DX, Horseman, even Evolution a little bit. Fabulous Freebirds. I, I, I'll say this. I would take, like, the Rockers over Evolution. Yeah, Evolution was... They were really, really, really trying to get Orton and Batista over. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was kind of one of them things where they were trying to hope to catch a glimpse of that whole DX because, you know, you had Shawn Michael, or no, I'm sorry, Triple H in there. It, well, it just, you had Flair with the Horsemen, so you had like kind of... Yeah. Trying to kind of integrate both of them at the same time. I don't know, I like... I've always liked a good faction, which... Give me your the top NWO two factions. Got out of control. Oh God, everybody was in it. Like, but you could kind of say, now that I look at it, the Heart Foundation was pretty awesome. Yeah. You got Bulldog, Owen, Brett, Jim Neidhart. I think one time even Brian Pillman was in it. You put the Heart Foundation over, let's say... Let's go with NWO at the original beginning. No, I think NWO's. Oh, if I'm if I'm being tr brutally honest, the Four Horsemen were kind of before my time. Mm -hmm. When I was really small, it was really like Tully Blanchard and those guys had pretty much. It was pretty much just Arn Anderson and Flair wrestling. Once I really started watching, so. Looking back, if you had asked me in 1998, I'm saying DX. But that was just because I was loyal to 
the brand, but the NWO, man, I think it single-handedly like revolutionized and killed it. Yeah. Cause you know, there, there's always talks about like, you know, Hogan having the whole control over everything he does. And, but I, I think the ultimate helping of the downfall of WCW was the fact that you had everybody in the NWO. <laughs> Didn't they have, I know they had the wolf pack or like red or whatever. They, they were trying to get back to having it like a small faction. Cause like everybody, like from Bret Hart to fucking Juventu Guerrero was in NWO. It was like, really? Yeah, it was with the WWE Network. I've gotten the I like go back and watch some of these, and yeah, it was like a, a snake eating its own tail. They had it going, they had it good, man, and then it just <laughs> spiraled out of control. Yeah, you know, ha- at the most, have ten guys. Ten. You have your big faction. Great. There was I. I how many? I, I'm gonna Google it right now. And nobody could get over, dude. Nash and Hogan and guys like that were, would not let anybody get over. It, it, that's what led like Jericho leaving and shit like that. Sure. It, ranking all 33 original NWO members. 33. <laughs> original. <laughs> who, I, was, who was like the fourth to join? Maybe uh, the giant? Like Paul White, the giant, big show. Okay, this is just members, all right? Uh, I'm assuming it it says founding member is Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Hawk Hogan slash Hollywood Hogan, leader and founding member, leader of NWO Hollywood after split. So NWO not only had the Wolfpack, they had NWO Hollywood. Then, on August 26, 1996, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, okay? I, I'll give you the info here. Guess who it is. Just guess. In 96? It's oh, not, it, it's, it, it's not who you originally said. Uh, Bischoff. Everyone has a price. Get out of here. Ted DiBiase. What? Then on September second, the giant joined. Then seven days later, NWO Sting. Is there any way that DiBiase wrestled in the WCW? I don't know. I don't know. I I have no I like I have no clue if he did or not. He had to be like a here's our special enforcer, dude. <laughs> okay okay i'm going back to the list you ready yeah okay then you have sean waltman six (laughs) syxx he joined seven days after sting dude it was like i'm not shitting you okay august 26 ted dibiase joined september 2nd seven or the Giant. Seven days later, NWO Sting. Seven days later, Six. Seven days later, Vincent. Seven days later, Miss Elizabeth. Virgil. Yes. Dude, that's every Nitro they gained a member. Yeah. 
Uh, NW, hey, go ahead. What about, I was thinking of another faction I just thought of. Look at the other faction. The Nation of Domination. Oh, dude, yeah. You got Ron Simmons. You got The Rock, D'Lo Brown. You got The Godfather. Yes. Whomever you want to call him, Papa Shango, whatever. That was decent. They were pretty good. I, I forgot. I forgot about that. Real quick, back to NWO. I'm sorry. No, they, I want to hear this. They actually had an NWO elite. <sighs> okay. So in the first year, I have, hold on, I'm going to do a count here. There's at least 30 in the first year. 30 in the first year. What were they thinking? I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I lied to you. I, I'm seeing original in car. Okay, I read this wrong. Uh, I was right on the seven days period, though. But 99 or 1998, Dusty Rhodes joined. Brian Adams, Scott Steiner. NWO Hollywood, okay. You had Hollywood Hogan, Bischoff, The Disciple, Bret Hart. Dude, there's like a shit. Kurt Henning, uh, Buff Bagwell. Then you had NWO Wolfpack. <laughs> Didn't you have the Latino World Order at some point? Well, then you had NWO Elite, January 4th, 1999, uh, to April 1999. It only lasted a few months. Uh, the reunited NWO after the finger poke of doom, wrestling in the colors of NWO Wolfpack. It was Hogan, Nash, Hall, Bischoff, Bagwell, Steiner, Luger, Disco Inferno, Conan, David Flair, Tori Wilson, Rick Steiner. Wow. So all together, NWO 2000. Oh. Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, Ron Don Harris, Mark Johnson. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six incarnations of uh, NWO. Dude, 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 stop this right now. They have a celebrity wing. Of the NWO? Yes. If David Arquette's on there, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, okay, first, foremost, guess who it was? First? Yeah, dude, I will bet you. Oh, Dennis Rodman, Dennis no, Rodman. I will bet you $1,000 you will not guess this. Dennis Rodman? Nope. Okay, hold on, let me guess here. Um, oh, you're Googling it right now. Chucky. Chucky. Nope. You ready okay, for this? Kyle Petty. Ah. Uh. Talk about a kiss of death, dude. Joined in September 1996. Last ran NWO race car. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who was next? Fucking Kelly Yarborough? <laughs> Paul, Paul Gilmartin, dinner and movie host, one night only member, joined at Clash of Champions. Good God. A Claude Man, dinner and movie chef. One night only member, Clash of Champions. And then you ready for this? Okay. Named in 2017 as an honorary member. What? Kendall Jenner. That hurts my head. Yes. Well, technically, when it was in the WWE, Shawn Michaels, I think, was in the NWO at one point. Yes. Okay. We, we got time for this. We're rolling with this, right? 
Yeah, who cares? Okay, yeah, hell yeah. So the list in WWE, the first, okay, order is first villains, okay? This is the first incarnation of it. The original trio were brought in by Vince McMahon because he had to destroy his system. (laughs) Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Then I think they got rid of the Hulkster and brought in uh, X-Pac and Big Show. Then they brought on Shawn Michaels and Booker T. Got rid of Booker T. <laughs> it had and pretty much uh, Kevin Nash, Michaels, X-Pac, Big Show. Fifth, fan favorites, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Halls. National Hall returned to celebrate Hogan's 61st birthday on the August 11, 2014 episode of Raw and reuniting the original trio of WWE for the first time since 2002. Dude, dude, my head hurts. It is just reading that you would go like, oh, this business failed. This was a terrible idea. Because when when you were reading who they added, it was like really bad. Some of those guys, like Million Dollar Man at that point in his career probably couldn't go. Then you add Virgil, whatever they called him in in Vincent or whatever they call him in WCW. I mean, these are not talents. Have you seen the video, the pictures of him like pretty much selling low jobs for five dollars or something? It's, it's called like, like Lonely Virgil or something. Yeah, it's insane. Dad Virgil, Lonely Virgil. Yeah, it's always pictures of him at these conventions, <laughs> and there's nobody around. Why won't he do our show? Do you think we I, we have to pay him? I feel like I might have emailed him. Have you really? Yes, because I'm like, I seen this picture. It looked like he was in the middle of a parking lot, sitting in a booth, and there's no one around, and it's not photoshopped. And it's like, Jesus, dude, Davenport's on sports, dude. Yeah, why not? Please, Virgil. <laughs> yeah, we, we're trying to get you off suicide watch. Okay. <sighs> I've been kind of weary about bringing this up, man. You got the Isaac Har- the Isaac Haas herp. No, I use my hardwood wipes on the reg, but uh, I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. But what do you think about Roseanne getting the axe, dude? Okay. Everybody, here's the thing. Because here's the thing, we can't like cancel our own show, right? So, right? So, right, even if we were just the only ones listening, which we probably have been at times. Yes. Here's my thing she said a joke. Ten years ago, everybody would have laughed, not been a big deal. Well, this ain't the back of the day. Well, I get it. Okay. Fucking everybody's got to be politically correct. What matters? Here's the thing. Dave Chappelle makes fun of us white guys all the time. And it's like, oh, it's acceptable because we enslaved him. No, it's just acceptable because you just want to fucking bitch. Now, what Roseanne said, who cares? What's your thoughts? Well, we, we didn't discuss this beforehand. No. Okay, so Valerie Jarrett, she compared Valerie Jarrett, who's African American, to an ape. She said... Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. 
Valerie Jarrett. Okay. All right. Obviously, it was not good. It was a bad joke, but it was a joke. I'm not running to her defense. I'm just saying there was a time in America, especially in like the George Carlin late 70s up into the Andrew Dice Clay late 80s, where you could say anything you wanted to on stage. If it was a joke. Now, if I feel like if she was up on stage and she was like, oh, God, the... This Valerie Jarrett, she looks like Planet of the Apes. I think you would have got a few gaffes. You know, you got a few people walking out. But I don't think you would have got her show canceled. But being on Twitter, you can't take it as a joke. But, man, I think it's a scary time in the world when a comedian, regardless of what they say. And like I said, it's bad. What she said was not good. But it's a comedian. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's really dangerous if a comedian has to apologize for a joke. And this is not this is not Kathy Griffin holding up a fake severed head that looks like Trump. That's there was no punchline there. Yeah. That was her being serious. Okay, so there was no joke. So obviously there's gonna be some backlash, but I don't know. It just seems like I was just kind of looking and, you know, Howard Stern in 1995 when he was actually still worth a damn and not doing America's Got Talent and just being a shell of himself. When Selena got shot, do you remember who Selena was? Yeah, I do. When she got shot, he played a Selena song and he had gunshots playing in the background (laughs) and he got like fined and suspended and then he had to apologize and that's just like that was about somebody's life it was i could kind of see that i don't know man i just don't think there should be any lines in comedy when it comes to comedy you should sometimes be offended yeah that's part of it here's the thing i'm white fat and overweight make fun of me hey well you know what i mean who cares I have a sense of humor. Right. Well, the whole thing with, um, it's been a, at least seven or eight years, but when Gilbert Godfrey, he was doing like the Affleck duck com- commercials. You remember that shit? And he got fired after he made a joke about the, the earthquake in Japan. He said, I forget. It was like, he said, Japan is, really advanced or something because the they don't have to go to the beach the beach comes to them or something and they <laughs> fired him over that really i just i was just thinking today of all the comics maybe in like the last decade or so maybe since the 90s that have had to apologize or they've lost jobs over comments and i think it's look when michael richards blew up on stage you remember that at the Laugh Factory, right? Yeah. When he was screaming at the black guys. Yeah. It really wasn't a joke. So it was really hard to come off like a joke. If he would have been... I think you can joke and say something like that, but 
it come it came off as a little hateful but i don't know sure it, it's really tough because like the last several weeks on the show we've talked about how much we like the show and they just it's done it's gone and netflix will pick it up that's the first thing i thought of it's like why wouldn't they yeah you know what hearing about a month pick them up say hey start it all over however you want to do buy it from abc you know what people's gonna watch it now well i mean it was let me ask you this you don't it was a hit yeah go ahead it, well, that's what it comes down to is just money. It, it, the end all be all. Now, here's the thing. To be fair, have you seen a picture of the chick? Oh, God. Are we doing this? Are we going to? Oh, I don't know if I want to. What are we going to say about her? I was just saying, have you seen? I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm going to look at her right now. She's pretty white for a black gal. Wait, wait, you were worried about me and you said just said that. She looks white. So she sh- she has every right to be offended, Brandon. I'm more offended now than ever. Yeah. I'm offended that she's offended. I feel like <laughs> I'm offended by your offensiveness of being offended by that. Yeah. Is it because she served for Barack Obama? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, who else? I'm trying to see pictures of her. You need to quit being a racist. I'm trying to see pictures. Dude, you have to see a picture of her. Okay, to be she fair. Looks like a white girl that goes to Starbucks and wears Uggs. I seen a picture earlier. <laughs> was she eating a banana? Yes. Yes, it's horrible. It was obviously Photoshopped, maybe. Wow, I wouldn't even guess she was. That would be like somebody calling me black, <laughs> dude. I mean, not to sound coarse, but she really does just does look like a white lady. Let me ask. I ask you. Ask you a question. Okay. Does she look like someone from the Planet of the Apes? Maybe the Mark Wahlberg version. <laughs> no, I meant no. No, yeah, we just no. we just got shut down. <laughs> it's because I see her as white. Yeah, my eyes see what my eyes don't see color. Yeah, they did. They see white. They see black. I can see how a per, a, a, an African American person would be offended, very offended by that what she said. But you know what? Get over it. Move on with your life. Well, my thing is, I hate getting called being called a cracker, and I hate crackers. So, why can't I be offended about that? Well, or a honky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never went to the honky tonk. Do they have a bad? Do they have a truly racist word that really would trigger a white person, though, for real? White privilege white privilege i could see i could feel how that could like run up my spine a little bit if i was like first in line somewhere for something and they're like oh white privilege but really i get i we're we're from a generation that really doesn't look at color like that so i mean 
here's the thing this newer generation they do and it's just it's crazy because everybody's got to have a reason to be offended yeah and i i try to do just the opposite i you got to let it slide man it, comedy is i don't know man i love comedy i love comedy i love stand-up comics and hell you got to go back now to watch anything with any kind of anybody pushing the envelope well yeah because they're gonna obviously be worried that they're gonna lose their job crazy i just i i wanted to comment on it it just seems i think you finer or suspender i was just really shocked that they just you're done you're canceled yeah they're that's gonna get canceled Netflix or somebody's going to pick it up and here in about six months, they're going to be making a shit ton of money. That... Roseanne of the Apes. <laughs> Planet of the Connors. Yes. I, you feel, kind of feel bad for Dan Connor now. I know. I just, we, we don't watch a whole lot of sitcoms and that was one we watched and enjoyed and, it's kind of a bummer, but I mean, obviously she kind of did it to herself, I guess. Got to watch what you say now, even yeah. if you're a comic, which totally is ridiculous. It totally blows my mind. Twitter, man. Don't. She would have not had a Twitter account. Everything would be fine. <laughs> There's people just on Twitter just trying to find something. That hurts their feelings. So how? What? How? Okay, I got a question. Who do I need to tweet and what? I say you tweet freaking Brian Pillman Jr. Flying Brian Jr. I want Flying Brian on the show. No, um, trying to think who could we bash? I don't know who's a good target. I don't know. I mean. Do we go big or do we go like mid-level? Because we're doing it live right now. Oh God. Uh, no, we want we want somebody kind of big, but big enough, but small enough that maybe we could get a reply. <laughs> so do we go? I don't know. Robin, think... Robin Williams. <laughs> I don't think we're getting a reply from him. I know. I text him all the time. Nothing. He's a dick, apparently. <laughs> we got to text or er, tweet Roseanne Barr. Yeah, come on the show. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about um, your favorite Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, me personally, it was the second one. I think the reboots are good. You know, I, I've not seen it. I've seen the first one. Yeah, with James Franco? Yeah. I liked that one. Yeah, he turned into the Green Goblin. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, so okay, who do who do we need to who do we need to tweet? I don't know. We need help from the listeners. Yes. Are we are we going to tweet something positive? You should tweet something positive to Roseanne. Okay, let's see if she even has Twitter yet. And we and and we like Ambien, and we'll take all your Ambien if you don't want it. Okay, let me go find her. Ambien made her do it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm here. 
uh, the real Roseanne. Okay, I'm gonna go on. She's supposed to delete it. Right, but she's been tweeting like crazy. So you're on Twitter. I have okay. Sports Network. Yes, and I have at the real Roseanne. And what am I typing? Um. <laughs> do we, do we ask her to come on the show next week? Yes, sure. No. <laughs> Tell her that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do, do we tell her that we enjoy the Planet of the Apes films just like her? Right. That sounds right. That ought to not get us blacklisted somewhere. Blacklisted? African-American listed. Twitter's dangerous. Okay, it's tweeted. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. I, I, oh, come on. Do, you, do I? No. It's too big of a buildup now. Yeah, I know. I think we create we create, create Twitter accounts like uh, Colangelo did for the Sixers. <laughs> do you think he really did that? Uh, tell me the story. What happened? Uh, the owner for the Sixers... Some Colangelo jabroni. Um, they think that he has created multiple Twitter accounts as random made-up people. And he's like trash-talked players and people in like coaching staff and stuff. <laughs> to kind of try to like get at him a little bit. And some of his tweets that I've seen... He like really is like when people try to dog Colangelo, he's like, no, he's a classy guy. He's a stand-up guy. And but they that's that's the story right now. The NBA's looking into it. They're saying that they think there's too much information on there that only he would know that he's let out. And he's on there talking shit to players and all kinds of shit. It was nuts. It's nuts. Well, I, I also I too have created a fake twitter account i was thinking about doing facebook i just seven more so we could get the 300 followers <laughs> wait 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 to tell our future goals and how we're going to achieve it brandon well i could just write them all down write every password down just create like 200 accounts yeah and then just you know get 500 followers in a day we just blow up now, like I said, I created one, and I, I kind of caused the controversy. You can find me at the real Roseanne Bar doc, at the real Roseanne Bar. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where th- this is went off the rails. That's okay. That's all right. That's how it usually goes at the end. <laughs> yeah, hell, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yes. Well, I, I've been trying to, we've been trying to, um, we're going to try to post a poll every day, but show days, which, so every day, but Tuesday, we're going to have polls at five o'clock. So check them out. we got some good upcoming ones and I, I think they're cool. I enjoy them real quick. The Marius Randall, the brand. Have you heard about that? I have newt. 
He says, if the Cleveland Cavaliers, he is a safety for the Cleveland Browns. If the Cleveland Cavaliers win the 2018 finals, okay, I'll buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. Yes, he just got retweeted. And let's see how many. He is uh, almost at 1 million retweets. Good God. So let's say an average NBA jersey's what? 200 bucks? Well, let's say he gets you the knockoff one. Let's say, because I went to like Dick's and looked at Dick's Sporting Goods, that is. (laughs) And they had, I think the LeBron jerseys were running at 70 and they were 40% off. And I was like, ugh. Well, you got to. You got to think, I guarantee you, before he even said that, he has a deal with some sort of, you know what I mean, jersey company. Yeah, you're at least, I would say at the very least, 100 bucks. So, did you go to dicks.com, you said? Well, I go to dicks. I I just, I walk around dicks. Here's what's awkward. Okay, ready? All right. So I I, tr- I figured I wanted to go to their superstore. All right. Let's just say bigdicks.com is not the superstore. Right. They're, it's wider, I think. Yeah, definitely. Girthier. I, I don't know. Like I said, it he's gonna owe a lot of a lot of shirts if they win. Well, clearly, yes, yeah, a million. If if they cost a fucking dollar each, he's goddamn. Well, guess who's going to be getting one? Downport Sports Network. We could raffle it. Dude, yes. I, I'm going back. I'm, I'm double retweet. <laughs> it's retweeted. You can, double, can you double tweet, retweet a tweet? Double tweet? I don't know. I'm going to try it. Hell yeah. Tweet out. Tweet all over yourself. I, I just tweeted everywhere. Oh. All right. Well, hey, uh, no, I, sorry. I was, I was retweeting again. You, so you can't, you, you did do it. No, I just retweeted the retweet. I don't know if that counts. We'll see. Yeah. If we get two jerseys, we'll raffle them off. So. Well, you ready to jam out? You good? Yeah, let's do this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, follow us, like us, share us. Love us. Come go to Dick's. <laughs> go, to, go to BigDicks.com. Yeah, dude, if that's real, that's going to make porn in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I'm Googling it after we get off. Hey, th- oh. Yeah, I know. Thanks, everybody, for uh, coming on and listening. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, And uh, we're going to rock out to City Mouse. This is Terminal Disease. See you guys. Smile.
Wouldn't do the same for you. I 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 would